0: Hello, hello, hello. What's up, my friends? Welcome to Sodasol School. This is your host, Chris Gillibo, starting off another week, episode 1213, 1213. It's so fun to make this show for you. And I have really been enjoying hearing from a lot of listeners recently, uh, getting a lot of emails and social media messages from people who are starting all kinds of projects. Um, so keep it up. I'm cheering you on. Um, and I'm always impressed when I hear what people are doing. And throughout the history of the show, uh, we have heard from a number of individuals who have braved the waters of international manufacturing. We've had maybe a dozen or more different stories about that. Um, It's much, much easier than you might think. I don't want to say it's easy. I don't like to say anything is easy, because sometimes things that are worth doing are not easy. But uh, these days, thanks to the wonders of technology and globalization in general, platforms like Alibaba, and others uh, allow you to quickly filter through thousands of options in search of the best partner for your idea. It used to be much more difficult, more cumbersome, and uh, much more risky as well. So if you do end up working with a manufacturer, overseas factory, or some other vendor, what do you need to know? That's what we'll look at in today's classroom episode. One of my favorite stories from that batch uh, is the dice-throwing pastor, this was way back, episode 352, Role-Playing Pastor Rolls the Dice on $2,800-a-Month Hustle. And this is a guy who is a pastor and was feeling burdened uh, with all of his side jobs. Wasn't paid very much to be a minister, so he had to do a bunch of other stuff to support himself. But the things he was doing on the side were just very you know, manual labor, intensive, low-paying, etc., So he's just getting burned out. And then he's actually one of our listeners, which was so cool. He gets the idea to make and sell custom dice for fellow tabletop gamers. And as part of that process, he has to figure out, okay, how do I actually get them made? Like, who is my contact? How do I order them? How do I figure out shipping? All that kind of stuff. But even though it seemed overwhelming at first, it actually wasn't that complicated once he started diving into it. And as you heard in the title, that was you know almost $3,000 a month uh, in profit. But I think, because uh, that was quite a while ago, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the last update we had from him, he was doing considerably better. Like it was actually making a full-time income. So he truly had built a real asset from following up on that idea he had. So if you want to be like the role playing pastor or anybody else, we've had lots of other examples. What do you need to know? Well, most importantly, when you're speaking with manufacturers or brokers or potential vendors, partners, et cetera, you want to ask specific questions. The real information you're looking for is, you know, are they reliable? Will they be a good partner? Are they financially solvent, et cetera? But if you ask the questions like that, you'll probably get a positive answer, regardless of whether that's the real story or not. You know, if you ask somebody if they're reliable, they're not going to say, oh no, I'm actually quite unreliable. You should hire me. So I'll give you a list of those questions in a moment, um, but here's something else that's critical however you ask, you want to make sure they understand what you're looking for. We had another story uh, of a guy named Nate, who makes the pocket monkey, this little tool that you can keep in your wallet. And he's actually grown this to a million dollar business. um, But it all started from this very practical need. And in his first year, he ran into a bunch of problems, because he was working with people in the supply chain. And he would tell them what he needed. And they would say, Oh, yeah, we can do that but then they would come back, you know, weeks later or months later in some cases and say, actually, uh, we we don't do that, which was very frustrating, of course, because he was on a timeline. Uh, He was delayed in getting his product uh, to people who'd supported his crowdfunding campaign. So that's why it's so important that your partners understand what you were actually trying to make. A lot of manufacturers and vendors will just kind of say to themselves, you know, we'll figure it out later. And if they don't fully get it at first, you're probably going to have an issue with quality, timeliness, or cost, or maybe all three. So make sure that your partners understand what it is that you're trying to make. Okay, I've got that specific list of questions coming up. I'm going to go really quickly and give you nine questions to ask um, that will help you get the specific information you need. First, I'd like to thank our sponsor for making this series completely free to you. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm. That's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC member NYSE SIPC. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own So once you feel confident that this manufacturer or partner understands your product, its components, and any special requirements, that's when you start asking questions like this. Here we go. What is your minimum order quantity, which is known as MOQ, in the industry? How much does it cost to get a sample? And by the way, don't be surprised if the sample is relatively expensive, uh, because factories specialize in making a lot of items. So when they make a sample, it's, of course, a one-off item. Uh, So just because it's an expensive sample doesn't mean it's representative of the other pricing you'll see. Next, are there any fees for storage of items? Sometimes there are fees you don't realize until later, and that's one of them. Are you responsible for getting the product to its final destination? And if not, who is? And how do you handle any delays? Probably good to ask up front, okay, if there is some delay, how is that handled? What is the communication like? what can I expect, et cetera. You might want to ask a few things about the factory or partner themselves. Uh, You can ask how long have you been around. Uh, You can ask how many people work at the factory. You can also ask, and this is a good one, can I visit and see it? Now, you may be thinking like, I'm not going to China or wherever, Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to go and visit, and that's fine. And we have had people who have actually gone to visit their factory. In one case, we had a story of a guy whose product was delayed and he went to the factory and, and basically helped to make it himself on site. So it's just good to know that's an option, even if you don't intend to actually follow up. And then two more questions. Do you work with anyone else like me? Or perhaps do you make any other product like mine? And if they do, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It could actually be good because it shows they have some experience making that product or something similar. Finally, I got one more tip coming up after this last question. But finally, once it seems like you are going to partner with this manufacturer, um, it's good to ask, what can I do to make things easier for you? There might be something you could do in terms of your product design or the components required, the instructions, anything like that. Um, And ultimately, if you make their lives easier, they're going to appreciate you more as a client. They might work on your product sooner. If there is some difficulty, they might resolve it more in your favor. It's just a good relationship building thing uh, that can also ultimately benefit your business. Now, my last tip after that list of questions which we will link up on the show notes page of course my last tip is to ask for referrals which any competent manufacturer or factory will have um, and then actually check them like actually go and talk to these people um, especially if they are in the united states or wherever your country is like go and talk to those people and try to understand like their detailed experience ask them what went well ask them if they had any concerns you know what what are your tips for working with this manufacturer etc uh, so don't just you know get the referrals get the referrals and actually follow up if you do all those things or at least most of them you're going to be in a much better place um, than most people are when they first start this process um, just based on all the stories that i have heard so as i said it's not that scary in this day and age uh, it is possible uh, to fairly easily let's not say easy but you know with a minimum amount of complexity find an overseas manufacturer or vendor or partner for your desired product. Okay, now each classroom feature will include an assignment, and I do realize that not everybody out there is going to work with an overseas manufacturer, but most likely everyone will work with a vendor of some kind uh, at one time or another, whether it is a commercial printer, uh, an online service, or something totally different. So your assignment is to make a list of the things you need to know that will help you make the best decisions. If it is something you're manufacturing, well, I gave you a bunch of questions here in this episode. If it's something different, what are the things you need to know? And therefore, what are the questions you need to ask as you begin to explore those relationships? All right, that's it for today. You can read notes for this and every classroom episode this year at sidehustleschool.com slash classroom. And this has been episode 1213. So for these specific notes, sidehustleschool.com slash 1213. Thank you so much. I hope your week is starting well. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.